All right, guys, we are back here on our podcast, Growing Up Churchy, talking with our friend Alexis, who has been interviewing us in this kind of raw, intimate series we've been doing. Um, I know we talked a little bit in the first one, kind of Brandon and where he's at in a lot of things. In the second one, I kind of talked about my thoughts on our whole, you know, teen pregnancy, getting married, crazy life, rocky marriage, kind of the, the mess of where we've been. I guess is what the first two episodes were about, but we want to go ahead and dive in now and look more so toward this big change, this big shift in our family and what we see going forward. Yeah. Right. Would be a good, I guess, idea. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, we've, we've kind of, I think painted a pretty good picture for people of who you were. Yeah. And now I kind of want to talk about who you are um, and what what these changes are like, what things, what aspects of your life and marriage and, and stuff like that are different now. Um, and I also kind of want to talk about what's next. Yeah. So I think um, that would be, I know you've got some interesting things, interesting possibilities um, kind of coming up here. So I think last time... We kind of ended on, you guys moved out to North Carolina, and you had been desperately trying to kind of fake it in a Christian way, I guess would be my overall viewpoint on your descriptions of things. You know, you, you were trying to grow closer to Jesus, but more like trying to give the perception of we have it all together and we have yeah. you know it's like all we're good, good people we're good people we take our kids to church i take my kid to church because that's what i have to do and, and yeah that's just what doing you all just, the stuff that yeah, people are supposed to do going through the motions for the sake of being yeah, yeah cause you're because a that's just what yeah. you do that's what yeah. you do as a christian yeah, you I think, say and that I think you believe in jesus common. this is what you do yeah I think that's common yeah. for anybody who grows up churchy. Like, well, you, this just there are these things. Well, you that say we all you know do. Jesus is the reason for the season at Christmas, yeah. and you go to church once, a, and you don't do the Easter. But like, yeah. there's certain little things that you do. Like, it's at really a shame time. too, because one of these days it's gonna bite some generation in the butt. Really yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we and we talked about how you started feeling this shift and this change. You really started praying for change. Yeah. Um, praying for change for you and your kids and for Brandon and he talks about how it just it was this you call it your Saul Paul Mm -hmm. moment where it literally was just this overnight shift Mm -hmm. um, for you so what I want to get into right now is like how did was it easy to implement those changes with the kids because a lot of things it feels like from my perspective because I kind of got to watch some of this happen and it feels like things were going one way and then all of a sudden rules were changing and um patterns of behavior were changing things were not allowed other things were mandatory how did that go over were you guys like instantly on the same page with all of that stuff or did you do you feel like there was still kind of some kind of growing pains as far as fixing because your marriage has been improving steadily for a while sure yeah but do you feel like was it hard like Heidi you were so used to being more in control of the spiritual aspect for your kids and then all of a sudden Brandon's on board yeah did you find it easy or difficult to hand those reins over? Do you feel that you've handed the reins over? 
I think it's really interesting because... I feel like just... Be, well, I mean, you answer it. But I was just going to say... I don't want to put words in no, your no, mouth. No, no, no. I know was, what I want to say, so you go ahead. I think it was just more of a... As you mentioned earlier, it was a more Saul Paul overnight. I think it was just that powerful of a movement. Uh-huh. Where it was like, oh, wow, this guy did it. So now this is serious. So I think that was the way that... But you answer it. Well, that's funny because thinking about it, you know, yeah, I had been trying, especially in our homeschool and stuff, doing bible type things with the kids and keeping everything focused, which Brandon did too. He just never really had like a big push there. Yeah, I feel like Brandon, you were cool with it. You were happy with the changes, but yeah. you were kind of like, you do that, I'm going to go over here right. and do yeah. my thing. Like, yeah. You weren't as hands-on. Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely it. It's Where not that he didn't want me doing it. Yeah, no, I like was that. never against it. Because he wanted it. that, it was, yeah, it was yeah but he just had wanted. nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it's like, I had tried for so long doing this here or that there. Um, I was reading through, I was determined that I was going to read through the entire Bible 100% on my own from cover to cover, like no outside influence, just God lead me through this. I want to know what it says without somebody telling me what it says, like I've always had. Um, So I was kind of going through that. But then when Brandon literally had his Saul Paul conversion, it literally was an overnight thing. It was the most drastic thing you could possibly think of and it all happened so quickly and it was so weird because it went from me trying to do little things here and there with the kids and try to keep stuff in the home that would keep them somewhat focused to like you said like we went from being like a normal mainstream family to being like nearly Amish yeah (laughs) overnight that's fair like I really think that's like that's the fair. fairest, the fairest way that I can describe our home. Mm-hmm. But truly, overnight, we're talking an incredibly small period of time, and it was like all of a sudden, Brandon was like, "In the morning, I'm reading the Bible with the kids. Every morning, without fail, the kids and I are sitting down and reading the Bible, and they started doing that." and did the kids put up a fight? No, at first? no. The kids did they not. Loved it they at loved first, it. Yeah. At, they they it loved was, it. It was it was more of a like a, wow, dad's doing this with us. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what I think that was obviously at the time too. I mean, struggling. They're getting older, mm-hmm. so it's struggling to form that kind of you know bond with them, mm-hmm. or you know just kind of being that father role at that point you know i mean i was just in between not really know where did you feel intimidated i didn't be all of a sudden the spiritual leader because i feel like you really weren't before i did it now honestly i just went with it and it took over my life and i didn't even think of it okay um, like Heidi said, well, I that's just why was you like, started. Just, you were like, I don't know what to do and how to teach my kids, but I know I can read a book. Yeah. Right? So what if I just sit down and read with them? And I feel like in that sense, it was almost like I had been on this wagon holding the reins for years, like just barely popping along, and then all of a sudden he just was like, I've got it, yanked him out and started going. But it was awesome. It was it was so. Yeah, because I mean that is like, take that out. is the start of where everything is now is honestly probably that Bible study just with the yeah. kids in the mornings. Because you were um, doing seminary online, mm-hmm. you were like a full time job. Yeah, I was doing that. Doing school all the time, and you started that with the kids every morning. And I think when I really noticed it was the first time that you know maybe Lily had an attitude and she wanted to play on her tablet instead of sit down and do Bible. 
or somebody really wasn't feeling that great and eh, I just want to lay in bed I don't want to get up and you were like no this is that important we yeah. have to do this if we can't get anything else right all day long we have to at least do this that was my number one thing going into it so that's what made that not as difficult with the kids because that was like a no for me it was strict in the way I guess in the way that would like 1950s horribly strict you know would have been <laughs> somewhat but in this yeah. way it was like no like Heidi said this is if we don't get anything right today we're doing this and if we don't do anything we're doing this and if you can't you know it anybody can come make it to the table for we started off by just reading until the kids were getting restless which some yeah. days it lasted uh, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, in ten minutes. Some days that lasted a whole book. We went through yeah. a whole New Testament book before with kids asking questions. So it, it would just all depend. And then I made it to where, okay, well, you know, we'll at least read three chapters every morning. So, but that was just no excuses, no complaining, no crying. You were going to come to the table. You're going to not pout. You're going to be happy. You, you know, this is an opportunity to read it's not oh we have to it's like no we get to so that was the first you know thing with that and not allowing any any leeway in that set it up to where now i i can't miss bible or nobody can yeah. without the kids being all over it well and that's what you we know. don't mean to say this in a way of like look at us we're so no yeah no but this in, is just in what our works. home bible study does not get missed ever for any reason it just does not, you know, like we tell the kids, do you forget to use toilet paper when you go to the bathroom? Nope. Then you can't forget to read the Bible. Like it just does not get And that missed. was just the importance to obviously my, you know, just the power of my change. And I don't think that it was, now I see it more so as, you know, as, as instead of me just kind of, eh, whatever, I just wasn't ready. So it was, it was God leading me along right until the perfect time that he knew that I would take it and just be completely transformed no, by it. But because that's it, totally it because I think for me and the kids, because I had always been trying to like sow these little seeds and do these little things, but the moment that you were like, this is top priority, this is non-missable, this is, you know, whatever. The moment we saw that in you, I feel like our whole household was like, okay but i know the importance wouldn't have been there earlier i know the timing was perfect yeah. the timing in my life and right where it was called was right perfect to say this is it this is my life this is everything everything in my life to this point makes sense and i want nothing to do with anything else other than this well, and i think that's what we should kind of move into you explaining a little bit more of what um so Brandon has right this big change mm -hmm. where all of a sudden he comes up to me and is like, right. "Hey, I need you to be on board. I'm going to start seminary." I was like, "Wait, excuse me? Where is my husband and what have you done with him?" Which is really <laughs> funny because I think I came up like a week or two into that. It was really early. It was early. Yeah. It was really early because I remember coming up with the family and and I'm like, where's Brandon? You're like, so about that. Yeah. <laughs> he started he seminary downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> but he literally he started it's you know, an online seminary. He started it. He didn't tell anyone about it. Mm -hmm. I was literally the only person that knew because he was like, No, this is not 
something I this is serious it's it's that sacred and that serious so he had told no one about it and when he started I mean we're talking about the kid who ditched more classes than he attended in school because he yeah. was too busy you know skating and hanging out with party kids and he's now downstairs in his office I mean he would get up in the morning have breakfast come down here we'd see him again at dinner time and then usually even after dinner he'd be back down mm -hmm. studying or if he didn't go down to his office he'd be listening you know to different sermons and stuff and teachings and it was just like I mean he flew through like they gave him a suggested pace of mm -hmm. how the program should be and it was like the first year he had completed within the first month yeah and, and not just because he was skimming through it we're talking 4.0 GPA which this dude never had like yeah. it was just bananas to watch and the moment he got going with all of this nobody knows he's doing this strictly for this um, but I think this is where you should share your conviction with the stuff you got rid of and how um, life came in focus for you because our your life in our household literally did a complete not that I think we were like the worst people on earth I mean you I wouldn't say we were like horrible horrible people but there's many things that obviously I wish were different but oh, yeah. it's all a so process did, did, what did you get rid of what um, did you feel that and again you guys about? I'm talking about I walked down into our basement one day and I see all of our boxes pulled out and Brandon pouring through stuff and I'm like what's happening and you tell the story I took a literal approach to what I was reading, studying, and learning, uh, especially with Paul. And I took a real strong, um, yeah, I don't, what just caught me was dying to yourself. Yeah. And dying to this world. Everything. Yeah. And counting, I still have it. I don't know. I think you have it taped. He Somewhere. Has, he has scriptures taped all over his desk, you guys. Um, <laughs> There's tons of them. But counting all things is nothing. Yeah. So that when I gain crap. And that's really just, to me, that just popped out. And I'm just like, I'm, I take it so serious that I'm like, I've got to put down anything that has got my that is you know also if if your eye causes you to sin gouge it out like i took that literally in the same way of okay well if i'm watching a movie or if i'm listening to music and if it's if it's causing me to have a sinful thought or a sinful behavior or to do something you know or to do something like this we'll cut it out that doesn't mean that that necessary you know necessarily that's what everybody needs to do for every single little thing but for me, that was just what I had to do. I mean, it's, as far as music, movies, TV, the world, and everything else, because it's just such a it, it's just such a cloud um, for me, and it, it's a cloud for everybody else. And I don't want to become like, you know, I'm better than somebody else over it. But that's really one of our biggest problems in Christianity today is how married we are to these things, and they're completely separate. And my life absolutely reflects that, that these two are completely separate now. It didn't before. It does now. Um, and, but it, it 
not that I'm doing something righteous, but it should. It should look vastly different. They're two totally different things that you can't. You can't, you know, you just, you can't be lukewarm. You can't be on, on, on both sides. You can't walk that middle line. You have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was, you know, a lot of these things just, it was either if it, you know, it was, obviously I, I had a really, I mean, it wasn't as bad as, as other people, but I had a really, really bad mouth too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know my mouth, I know music, I know movies, I know just common, you know, conversations, those things, you know, it's so true. You have to fill yourself with good things. You know, I always thought it was so stupid because my mom taught me that, you know, just growing up, you know, it was just like, well, whatever you fill your mind with is what I, but it's true. It really is true. And, it, and especially, you know, now getting older, it, it's, it, you know, for me, it just didn't feel, so I had to cut all of that off. I, I honestly saw, um, I saw a lot of demonic presence in a lot of it in music and entertain and just these um, lifestyles, you know, all kinds of different things. So that to me was just like, yeah, I've had my run with that. That that's cool. Well, that's let's fine. just say overnight you stopped cursing completely. Yeah. No foul language comes out of your mouth. I mean, like a crap or you know something like that. But you know, mm-hmm. stop cursing. And this is like a normal f bomb house, and now there's none whatsoever. Um, you have been a collector of movies your yeah. entire life, and they're all gone. Like we have Little House on the Prairie left. <laughs> I, think that's I sat. I, I sat with a big trash bag listening yeah. to one of my classes. I remember just going through just trash, and I'm just like, this is. Well, and that's what I walked down in the middle of. You've got a contractor-sized trash bag. He's, like, listening to his school sermons. He's got all his screens and everything pulled up doing school, and he's with a contractor's trash bag, all of his movies. He's just tossing them all in there. And I'm like, I do the minimalism thing, right? So I'm like, oh, are we giving stuff away? And he's like, nope, I don't need it, neither does anyone else. It's all garbage. He's throwing that away. All of his music, all of his um, even, like, collector's items and all of these things that he's had for so long he is trashing everything well i guess this is a good time to throw this in here too to not sound like a complete complete lunatic but this is a good place to throw this in at i was called i believe that i was called at the time in our world where we are we are definitely wrapping up i don't know how much time is left but we are definitely wrapping up this last half hour in this movie well, you know that we have left so we're we're wrapping this all up and i felt a strong call towards hey we're you know towards that towards this is we're getting close to the point of this is it get your life together and help others get it together that was more so so that's that's so another thing that started, completely kicked all this off right yeah and that's completely one thing that 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 you know definitely helped too was just the fact of um you know not in the way of some crazy you know vision so, i had but so do you feel like when you started doing like the daily bible reading with the kids and all of that and so you said it was easy for you heidi Mm-hmm. to kind of let him take those reins you're kind of relieved which i'm really surprised by because yeah. you know me i'm a complete control, control free perfectionist with things but i think you were also worried about him for a while yeah. and i think that was such a relief mm-hmm. to you to be like 
okay, good, he's on board. Well, it was almost like the prodigal son. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yay, you know, let's like, this is so but, awesome. So, but was it like an overnight transformation for the kids then too? Because they don't, look, your kids are all awesome. They've all been pretty great, but you also have some very strong personalities. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I feel like I do too, which is why it's so interesting when they're all together because it's like, <laughs> what is going to happen? Yeah. Well, again. But I know with one or two... Um, or maybe even all three at the time because you didn't have the baby yet. But um, th- there were still like some serious behavioral type mm-hmm. issues that you were dealing with. And I know Heidi and I have talked about um, how a lot of that kind of started dwindling away once Brandon was on board because we were talking about how important it is that the dad and the mm-hmm. husband is on board with everything and kind of leading it such a great it, it makes a big yeah. difference but I'm wondering how long did it take for you to start seeing that difference how drastic of a change is it like if you look at your kids from then to now mm-hmm. what do you think are the biggest changes that you see just as kind of encouragement for anybody who they've got kids flying off the rails and they really know that they need to get their life on track and belonging to Christ in the right way. And, you know, it really is. We talk so much about how important it is to read the word with the kids. God's word never returns void. We know that. But, you know, how drastic of a change was it really? And was it pretty instantaneous? Did it take a while? Like It was instantaneous because it was, it, they saw how serious it was to me. Mm-hmm. But they also, it was also like, whoa, dad's like super into this. So... Like maybe, hey, and he's wanting to do, not that I didn't do anything with them before, but nothing that I was so engaged and excited about. Well, and I think too, one thing you guys have had going for a while, even before this, you know, Saul Paul moment, um, is that Heidi's pretty much dealt with the kids for the most part, but you've never been like absentee when it comes to discipline. You were like the big guns. So whenever it was a big deal or whenever you feel like, felt like they were seriously disrespecting Heidi, you've always been really good at like, all right, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. And so I think there was already that foundation of, oh, well, dad needs business. Yeah. Yeah, there was because so that was always you, been my type of personality because yeah. that guy, that dad drives me nuts. I can't stand the dad that walks around that's got, you know, that's just not me. So the my parenting is the exact opposite of that. Right. I will step in when I need to or when lines are being crossed, but otherwise I'm pretty cool and I don't think that you need to be yeah. lord over your children like that. I think that's yeah. ridiculous. There needs to be, but also you've seen, and like you just said, there's a, there's, there's a respect that gets gained from your children because of that. Right. So I think just, you know, obviously just, it just, how you go about these things and different things like that, um, is how your, your children will respond and engage to these things. So, and yeah, so just being encouraging, if you, your kids know if you take something seriously. They know if you're serious. They know if it's not, if it's just something that you're just trying to do real quick just to get done. Or they know if we're like, hey, we're, we want to sit down and do this. This means a lot to share this time. And that's what the kids, all of them, instantaneously were like, wow, dad wants to sit down and he like wants to do this with us. But what kind of changes behaviorally did Well, you yeah, see? I do definitely think it we saw a huge shift in behavior not that our kids are perfect and we still of course have issues that we're working on but when you can make it relatable 
Brandon became a different person overnight. Right. Like, when we say that, and I'm not saying that just in some, like, cutesy way, he quite literally became a whole different human being right before our eyes, like, in a blink. And it was like, wow. And the kids saw that. And so now when little things popped up, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just, don't act like that, you know, blah, 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 you know, just us barking at them. It was Dad sitting down and explaining to you, with Jesus at the core of his explanation as to why we don't behave that way, mm-hmm. why that's not okay. And I know you and I have talked about this, but we can come up with as many things as we want to come up with that will make a better home or better behaved kids or blah, 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 you know, whatever you want. You can put a bandage on any of that. Right. Until your number, your, the adults, mom and dad's number one priority is to be in scripture every single day as a family your children's behavior issues are never going to get better yeah and and scripture is not something that you just do in the morning that's and this is not possible for people that don't have that don't homeschool their kids i understand um all the time but it is when they get home that you don't just talk about scripture you relate everything that happens throughout your day if they're if they're behaving that way you go and you take them to the the passage that tells them why they don't behave that way but you have to be in the word every day so that these things are you know we could say hey what does peter say or what does paul say or what does james say about this and and oh yeah you know like you'll you'll get that so you get that um well, and we reaction. see conviction in our kids. We'll be reading just our passage for the day, you know, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden we'll see, you know, Lily or Travis or whatever, you know, kind of get that look on their face like, oh, he means me when I did this to my sister, doesn't it? But you hit on that. You hit it on it a little bit, but putting Christ at, to answer more of Alexis's question, putting the Christ at the core of it um, and, and really teaching your children, obviously, the... Um, the effects of sin, what Christ did, what he had to do, the brutalness of what happened. Um, as soon as they understand that, you know, like I remember that was always one of my big things in the first beginning. We're like, we're talking about an innocent man that got beaten and killed for you. Yeah. For you to be able to act like that. And when you can, when you can start, you know, making them relate to these different types of things like that, then even then they start to be, you know, take it. A lot more serious and that's when they're able to kind of okay you know I know this is this we're talking about life and love and and love is the other thing too I mean also they caught they saw me become like really really soft really really quick because I think that was just to let go of all yeah it wasn't but but you were well, I think Brandon I a, was always a marshmallow on the inside. Yes. yes. But there was this outer shell right. of aggressive. I am not letting anybody get yeah. through this that potentially could yeah. sure. make a problem for me. So he right. went from being a dad that yells. Yeah. Yeah. To a dad that brings everything back to the love of Christ. Which is funny because Which, I think overnight. for me, just just to give one of the glaringly obvious for me examples is one of your kids had a history of like storming off and screaming and just getting Mm. very very upset and emotional and I can remember being here at times and look all of us have that oh yeah you know (laughs) but but I, I just remember you know where then Brandon would have to go in there and it would be like a screaming match between the two 
And then it was like, eventually, because his will is stronger, he would win. Yeah. But it didn't really feel good, I don't think, for anybody involved. No. Um, you know, but at the same time, it was something that would happen... I wouldn't say daily, but it was it was a recurring behavior. Sure. It's not something you know. Every kid, I think, has their breaking point. Every kid has moments where they just explode a little bit. Yeah. But I think this particular kid with that particular behavior was fairly regular. Yeah. It was a thing, and then that really I don't see so much so that I even forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So I don't see that, and some of it is the kid got older. Sure. But I mean... then. Some of it, though, because I just remember coming back and within weeks, it was like it didn't really happen anymore because it would happen maybe every other time I would be here and we were coming up regularly. And I think the biggest thing is, with anything, you can sit here and tell your kids, well, you need to behave this way, you need to do that. But if you yourself are not modeling that behavior, you're wasting your time and you're a hypocrite. Right. So, and anger Brandon, was definitely one big thing that I know that I personally had to let go. That was really easy. I it, it would it was hard in the sense, but in the way it was easy of just obviously when you truly meet Christ, all these things aren't that difficult. <laughs> They're really not. It's it's just you have to have that moment, and it, I guess it does take that time. And and that's where I'm lucky that I did have that. I guess I just had that perfect moment, that perfect timing that just... Well, that's where I think you... Which was God's calling. It was not anything. No, but you had such a serious change of heart, you know, in stuff. And you were quite literally modeling this in every day of like, hey, guys, that's not cool. We don't do that anymore. Like when we say our house literally went from like a normal household to nearly Amish overnight, we did. That was a lot of that. Hey, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. And it It was was so funny that as soon as the kids saw you and I united Mm -hmm. on this is how we behave now, this is what we do. It was so easy for them to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Not that there weren't bumps or things that they were like, seriously, we have to get rid of that too, you know? And we're like, yeah. yep, it's out of here, <laughs> you know? So, because of course there was that, and they were like, really? But then when we we've always been very open and honest with our kids. Yeah. Um, I think more than anything, we've gotten criticized for telling our kids too much. Um, but because we've always been very open and honest with our kids, when we really sat down and Brandon would explain to them just why he felt so strongly that this was no longer okay in our household. They understood where he was coming from, and even if it wasn't the answer they wanted to hear, they were like, okay. Well, because when you present your children with truth, yeah. there's really not anything... But I think that's important to do that, to yeah. say, hey, this is where I've been screwing up really bad for a really long time, and I'm sorry for that, because mm-hmm. I'm the reason why this bad stuff is here. Right? right, and when you humble yourself before your children, even, and show them the respect to be upfront with them and share the stuff with them and do that, I think that's incredibly important. Um, because even if you would have just night and day change and not explained any of this stuff, they'd be like, "What? Yeah, you, just, you know, oh wait, now you're a hypocrite. It was okay, and now it's not okay. Like, what's the deal with you? You know, whatever." But because we were always so just brutally upfront and honest with them, they definitely, I think, understood. And I feel like our children, they've always, of course, loved their dad. And who doesn't idolize their dad? You know, daddy's always the strongest and the best, you know, whatever. But But I feel like 
since this all happened, I see how much our children like truly admire and respect him. Mm-hmm. Yes, even I mean, even from like I, I have noticed that too. Yeah. Which is really super adorable, but it also puts so much more pressure on you as a father. You're like, (laughs) oh God, they think I'm somebody good. I need to like, Well, "Ah." it's funny because I think I said in the video that posted today for the Mary More Than Martha, one of my favorite things to say is I, I like to remind women that they are responsible for their own walk with Christ. I think a lot of women put that solely in their husband's hands and then use it as an excuse to not to slack. be in the word and to not do what they're supposed to do. It's all, oh, well, if he would just, and then I'll do it. Um, and so, but at the same time, reminding them that, okay, but as your husband, he is responsible. So you are responsible for yourself, but he is also held accountable for where you are at and God's going to look at that. And I am super happy that I don't have that responsibility. Like I'm so happy. Like women get so (laughs) upset about, Oh my gosh, equality, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here going, I don't want that level of responsibility. That's what, well, that's another good thing about being brutally honest. Cause that's what they explain to the children. I'm like, listen, you guys, I'm the one that have to answer for this. Yeah. And I don't want my kid. I don't want to have to answer for this. Yeah. So, but that, you know, so that we so pull that one out. I think in my effort to appease people who are nosy. <laughs> That's what the whole series uh, is for. But who maybe are only uh, listening to this or this is being released, you know, over the course of three weeks. So to kind of tie all three videos together, I'm going to ask, hold on. You're both going to get this question, but the rule is, the other one cannot talk. Okay. Okay. Um, and it might seem kind of hokey, but I promise there's a point. I'm trying to paint a picture and just how severe the differences are. Let's go with Brandon first. I want you to tell me how different your marriage is now, like literally different, how different she is as a wife, the kind of changes that you see in her since she has totally sold out to Christ, totally laid it all down, kind of stopped trying to create a fake world. You know, because we've established Heidi used to try and create this fake world that she could control. And now you're just kind of like no holds barred. (laughs) We're going all out. We're doing this. It's a very genuine, very real change. But the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, there's going to be a mark marked difference in each person as a whole so I'm really curious you're married to her you're here you've been there for every moment like we've talked about some stuff but you lived it you've been reminded (laughs) of things that you forgot forgot about all of it and now in doing this you brought up all of our scars you're welcome but I'm really curious to see from your perspective who Heidi was then versus who Heidi is now as your wife and from a biblical perspective as well um man it's it's a hard question to answer too because being together and being through all of it now um well and what's so because we've seen each other grow so much well and i'm curious to see if you'll be able to answer it accurately Um, because what's so cool about you and heidi is that you genuinely do adore each other yeah and 
even when you hated each other, you were yeah. best friends and yeah. would totally defend each other. And so the thing is, is it's like, I'm basically asking you to say, tell me all of Heidi's flaws from then and tell me how perfect <laughs> she is now. And you're like, what flaws? <laughs> <laughs> what and flaws, ladies, exactly. when you find that man, you marry you him. You marry him. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's been perfect the whole time. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Okay. I'm not asking you guys to be mean, but really, I think both of you, the whole point of this yeah. interview series is there's a huge difference. There's a huge change. There is. there is a purpose in selling out to Christ and being willing to let go of the world and being willing to stand out and not do that. And I think for people to get that full picture, they should really see from this perspective, and I've thrown a little bit in from like what I've seen change, but sure. you guys know each other better than anybody else, so that's why I'm asking like legitimately like what's different as a wife, because the, here's the thing, I will fight with my husband like nobody's business behind closed doors, sure. like not, not like anymore, yeah. but you know, you get those no holds barred <laughs> fights, so the thing is, is your spouse has the ability to see all of the like just are you really living for Christ or is yeah. it, you know, so that's kind of what I'm, um, I, I would probably say probably like kind of in the same way, almost in the, in the, as in the kids, uh, to where I have seen like where I've never felt any sort of sense that, Not that we were, I think that just doing it together, we didn't really have that role play. Like we just, you know, we were parents and we were, you know, so we didn't really like, it wasn't really kind of structured like that. Everything was just mm -hmm. kind of weird in that way. Now I think it's, I mean, getting older, you know, now I think we're getting more into these kind of uh, roles, but I, I guess it's definitely seeing the respect like the beginning of finally seeing her respect me as a husband and as a person um i wasn't anything to respect before and i don't think that i i'm much of one now but i'm definitely more respectable so uh i think seeing um her grow as a wife in that way has been really fun i think when we were and trying to put on the faces and trying to put on the everything was just fake and everything was just kind of you know just whatever we just you know um but i think now um during this journey and during this whole time and us getting older i think um you actually caring respecting obviously um thinking of of different things obviously we've had our best interests in mind consistently for each other throughout our whole relationship but now is just in a much different way now is in a way of like I've got to take care of my husband and so starting to see that growth um, and just over even the past couple of years of just starting to see that um, don't start getting happy because you haven't got it perfect yet. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Do you feel like you guys talk more now? Do you feel like? Yeah, I feel like we're way more, um, way more upfront and honest, and things are out there. I think we fight way less. Um, 
you know, um, yeah, I think becoming a biblical, just becoming that biblical, like, I've seen you bite the bullet a couple times on a couple of different things that I've said that I know that you haven't agreed with, but you're just like, all right. Other times you'll still give me attitude about it, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but the effort's there now. But the effort's before, there. I'm looking at accurate, her laughing. Would it be accurate to say before Heidi was more like, okay, well, you can think whatever you want to think. I'm still going to go do this. Whereas now there's at least this viewpoint. Of, right. Now there's this. this yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. And I think there, obviously there's there's she's become a wife now as opposed to a, I think uh, a friend or somebody that you just hung out with and it was just like so you from you know, like your Ruby baby daddy yeah exactly yeah I get I, that yeah um, and for anybody listening I think it's totally normal for every marriage to go through this stage sure. where you feel like am I married or is this my roommate so it's you know it's a learning you'll curve. get through it it is a learning curve so Heidi what would you say like old Brandon versus new Brandon I mean we've touched on it a little bit here but I think if we really as a husband, unload on me, baby. But, <laughs> but as a husband, though, and how he treats you and, and responds to you and stuff. Well, old Brandon, the root of old Brandon's issues were that he didn't think that God loved him, that he was worthy as much as I struggled with not believing anybody could ever possibly love me and I was unworthy of any form of love he really didn't feel like there was any reason that God should care about him he believed God existed but he always viewed himself as being nothing in that you know in that sense and new Brandon now knows exactly who God is and that God does love him and new Brandon can look back at the way that he has always felt that looks so out of place to the ways of this world and see that that's exactly like God was speaking to him through all of that for a specific purpose and he can see that now and now that he can see all that he looks back and can see it's not that God didn't love me and had no place for me it's because God incredibly, you know, to the max loves me and has a perfect place for me. That's why my thoughts and my path and my setbacks were always that way. So, yeah, you know, when you look back, he, Brandon always wanted, you know, me to act one way even though he'd act another way. Brandon always wanted me to respect him with the utmost respect, but didn't want to do anything that a respectable person does to gain respect. Right. You know, he always wanted those things and he would get so angry with it because there was a piece missing. So no matter how much I tried to put the perfect scenario together, like mm -hmm. I'll make all of this perfect and then that'll make everything perfect and everything will be fine. And no matter what I did, that didn't work because that piece was missing and that piece was god it, it was that that brandon putting that piece in and now that he has that i mean i tell him all the time i always tell him i go i love old you like we took a picture today for the saturday live and he goes i look old and i go but i love old you and i tell him yeah. all the time i go you are my favorite person and he genuinely not just saying that is by far my favorite person and i just who he is today is who I always dreamed he would be 
in the past 20 years of us being together. Even when I didn't know and I didn't have it exact and I was wrong in a billion different ways and everything, him today is exactly who I always wanted him to be, dreamed to, and he's better. I mean, it's better than all of that. Like, I mean, I think of, of the good stuff, but then I look at it and I go, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? He's even better, you yeah. know? And so seeing that today, like, no, okay, yeah. I mean, everything's not perfect. We still have things that are that are testing or even the times when he wants to do something and I'm like, okay, I'll do the biblical thing and let you lead and do what you want and this is going to blow up in five, four, three, <laughs> two, and then he shows up and he'll be like, all right, we probably shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Let's do it this way. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, that's a good idea, honey. Let's do that. I'm so glad you thought of it. That rarely <laughs> happens. I don't know. Tell one's the last time. Yeah, okay. So anyways, <laughs> but I genuinely, um, yeah, I mean, we ha everybody has their stuff. It's not that everything's yeah. perfect. But to see the difference, it's just so, so stark and contrasted. But I guess if I could go back to, like, little tiny me that would look up at like my aunt and uncle who was like the only good marriage I had in my life that I could look at and everything just always looked so perfect with them and I'd see how my uncle would dote on my aunt and how loving they were and you know and all of that stuff and then I look at our relationship today and I go not only do we have that but I feel like we have it 50 times better than they did yeah yeah and that's just the coolest thing ever and so to hear our kids talk about what they're looking for in their future, the godly men and women they hope we've to We've been become. together all these years, but I think it's just been these past couple of years that we've had a relationship. Like I a marriage. Like a marriage yeah. relationship. Yeah, because when, when I look at you guys and I think about teenage Heidi and Brandon and then like in their 30s Heidi and Brandon, like it seems like looking back on who you guys were as a couple you were these two kids trying to make the best of a situation that was kind of forced upon you based on mistakes that you had made and yeah. it was kind of like well this is my lot in life and I'm just gonna make the best of it and I think both of you had that viewpoint of gotta make the best of it um, this is where we're at and you genuinely did you know love each other as friends yeah um, but but it really was kind of like I remember you guys joking a couple years ago like I probably wouldn't be with this guy if it wasn't yeah for, right. you know all that. we never would have ended up married you know that kind of a thing and then seeing you guys today it's like no I would choose this person over and over yeah. again oh, yeah, yeah. I would you know go to the wall for this person which you always would have but it's more like you would enjoy the process yeah now. <laughs> where before it was like I guess this is my person yeah. because we yeah. screwed up and you know, so you took something in your life that was essentially what a lot of people would say is a huge mistake and a huge mm -hmm. screw up, and other people would condemn you even further by saying you shouldn't have gotten married on top of that. Mm -hmm. Being pregnant is no reason to just go get married. Yeah. Um, and and you've like survived. Yeah. And you've been partners in survival for a very mm -hmm. long time, but now it's like you enjoy the life that you have together and you are eager to like build more and build further and I think that that's a really awesome like story and testimony like you know we've only it's only like a couple hours like maybe three hours by the time we're at the end of this thing that you've told your story but I really wish like 
people could really see and understand like <laughs> even further like there's a really awesome testimony and all of that but i think you hit on something though because yeah for so yeah. long i think we were just we didn't want to screw our kid up like we yeah. had been screwed up yeah so we were like well crud make the best out of it last long enough to not totally screw up our kid yeah like was really our game plan <laughs> for the majority of and our And then marriage. even when you straighten that out and decided, okay, we're gonna, I want another kid. Um, and you, it seemed like things started getting a little better in some ways mm -hmm. after Lily came. Um, but even then it was still kind of like two roommates who enjoyed each other's company, but yeah. it wasn't like, I want to spend all of my free time with you always. Yeah. Like if you guys could have told me that you would voluntarily be in the house with each other 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, nah. <laughs> well, yeah. and you know the funny part about all of this is I'm sure we just sound like a couple of saps, but we both are in the same home all day long, every single day, and there are some days where maybe I'm real busy with the kids or something we're doing, or he's real busy with something he's doing, and so we only see each other for you know a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the afternoon and a few hours in the evening and at, by the end of the night we're like i really missed you today <laughs> yeah, I we've spent like eight hours together <laughs> but out of 24 we missed a lot so let's talk about you guys have hit this really awesome place you guys are finally on the same page you're you're both eager to do whatever it is the lord has for you and i can attest to the fact that you are really a game for whatever yeah direction god has for you guys um, but it seems like you guys have some potentially really interesting things or interesting choices or decisions coming up. Like, where are you seeing this all going or what are, what do you, you know, what are your plans? What are you working on? What are you, you know, what are the ideas that you guys are batting around right now? This is such a hard question to answer because of the quickness that everything happened. Yeah. So uh, having even just a guess at what God would do tomorrow, uh, yeah. it's, it's such a weird question because look at what happened overnight. Um, so it, it, it's hard to see where we'll be with it. Um, but as far as it, we're just completely... Um, Obvious, yeah. Sorry, my computer shut off. It, it mesmerized everybody in the room. <laughs> computer shut off. And we're like, whoa. Whoa. The screen went off. That can't be right. Okay, but it's really big. All right. That is. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, the possibilities, the things you're throwing around. So on one hand, I don't want to set any goals or plans because right. I don't want it to be what we've created and are working toward I want us to be quite literally completely surrendered at the feet of Christ mm -hmm. saying tell me where to go I will go there tell me what you want me to do I will do it so on one hand I feel like we've definitely really worked hard in that way of who cares what I want right who cares what's comfortable and good for our family who cares what any of that is because I'm an unworthy servant of Christ right so I don't care what I want but what's interesting is I think if you would have asked us this question even last week we would have told you that I don't know but I think even more recently over the past couple days um, it just seems like 
thing we're getting like little hints like little just like little eggs you know here and there mm-hmm. um of the things that are working yeah mm-hmm. um and, and the the messages we're getting people from people saying okay will you help me in this way um like you know like for instance um, one of our regulars um she has a daughter that's autistic and she can't get to church she can't find she hasn't been able to really get into a comfortable so having this type of like well for her yeah daughter. it doesn't work so and through Heidi's homeschool and then going into this that works for her so she enjoys the podcast she enjoys it and she loves it um and like Heidi and I were talking, I'm like we didn't even think about that we're like you know there's an audience for people out there that maybe it's because of a handicap maybe it's because they don't have you know something in their area like we are um you know that that kind of fellowship is there but the messages that we're getting from different things just these sweet things and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even think that i could impact somebody's i didn't even think about that that you know that that person you know that would be in that situation um so a couple little things like that have popped up and i'm like man you know that's where i see it going is is just in that type of direction just giving um like you said i mean there's something in just this uh this story the way that this change the way that this 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 calling is um if it can encourage and keep continuing to encourage and that's what our goal is if if we were wanted to do anything with any of this it would be to either encourage other younger couples that have are in uh, you know a, a tough spot now or just coming out of wherever it may be um you know or obviously just um just this sharp contrast between the world and and and, and jesus <laughs> well i think I because think we've seen such a stark contrast in what life looks like when you truly surrender it to Christ and surrender everything in this world in place, you know, to, to have Christ and Christ alone and to truly put the word of God as your only priority in your day and to really let him lead you based off of that. We feel so strongly to just encourage others to do the same. Mm-hmm. It's not that your picture needs to look like our picture. It's what are you holding on to in this world? Because there should be nothing other than Christ. That should be the only thing you cling on to. And you have to make that your priority. And so what ways can we serve others and encourage others to do that? And so when we started, like even this, the e-magazine that I started doing, mm-hmm. didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And it's gotten so much bigger than we expected. I mean... That would be awesome, Lord willing, if it grows bigger and, like, we find a way to maybe have a few advertisers and make a few bucks so we could pay our bills. Like, that would be cool. But whatever God wants to do with it, that's fine. But I think a way to, through, you know, the e-magazine and the videos and the podcast, little things we do here, to help just encourage others. But I really think, I, I feel like the next big step for us, and this is where Brandon with his funky timing has to, you know, come together, but I really feel like the next step for us, <clears throat> it doesn't involve where we live, how we make money, how none of that is even a part of it. <coughs> Excuse me. 
But I feel like our next big step is for Brandon to start just like he has done with us and the kids, with extended family members and friends of our own circle. I think the next step is for him to start. Brandon comes at things in a very different way. Mm -hmm. He comes at them in a very like raw approach. Like, I don't know. He just is different in the way his brain sees things. And I think God crafted him that way on purpose, obviously. And the way that Brandon comes at scripture and takes it in a stripped down core, what does this mean? What was this person trying to tell you? How does this impact your life way? Um, because he doesn't sugarcoat anything. If anybody knows Brandon, he is not a sugarcoater. <laughs> but because he does that, the way that he, and he hates to even view himself in this way, but the way he teaches it is just amazing. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And so I think the next step is really for him to move forward in doing that. Um, and again, we really feel this online forum of being able to do it with people that Maybe because your child has a handicap, you can't go because it just doesn't work out. Maybe you live somewhere where that's just not a possibility or work or whatever the case may be that you don't have that. You know what would be really cool? What? Would be to build an online form of podcast yeah. specifically geared towards a children's ministry yeah. podcast-wise. That would be cool. So that those parents whose kids have... You know, I, I know a lot of the kids that I see in the children's ministry <clears throat> that, you know, the that need extra help, the ones with sensory issues, sure. the ones with where they really want to go and they, they love the Lord and they really want to praise Jesus, mm -hmm. but it is so difficult for them to, because the churches are not set up for, for the that, staff yeah. that knows how to handle that, how to deal with, you know, different things and Sometimes it's not even that the church doesn't want the child there. They just simply don't know. They don't know what yeah. is needed. They don't know how to get what's needed. But to be able to do that at home through but an to, online yeah, forum, I mean, it's really so... really interesting to, to have some kind of like a dual message. If he's pre-recording the stuff that he does to then take it like from this level and break it down into something that kids from the age of 4 to 12 can understand. Yeah. Yeah, that I, would be I, really cool. I hate to, again, I hate to like, I, I don't, again, because I take it seriously. I want, I want Ty, and that's why this whole, that's why it's taken so much time. I mean, it's still going to take time, but I have. I'm praying. I'm not worried about. Well, what you're I know, saying. but I, and that's the <laughs> thing though, is I've seen it, and I know I can't ignore. And this is just the way that things happen. I, and this is the way that God just works in my life personally for oh, me. Oh yeah. Is he'll throw out little things, and I'll see it, and I'll ignore it. I'll go, okay, and then, and then a, a little bit more. And I'll go, okay, fine, <laughs> you know, like fine. And I've started to see like, and if these keep going, I know, and this is, I've seen it. I, I, so what he's really been... saying, guys, is if you want him to do this, you need to specifically reach out and. Say, oh, and they have, and that's recording. why, and they have, and that's why. It's, well, and the other part of it is I don't we, understand. We but... feel very strong, and that's why this growing up churchy. We feel very strongly in the. There are many things happening within the average American church. That are not acceptable. They are not okay. It's just, no, stop. And so there is a way, though, and we have a beautiful example in Scripture 
of what the church was supposed to be, what this body of believers was supposed to be, and what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we feel very, very strongly about that. So although we look at this as being more of an online forum as far as Brandon's teachings and stuff and the way that we serve and minister, the resources we put out there with the free homeschool and the magazine and all of the things, at the core of it, though, there's still a way that people within the body of Christ should be serving and looking out for one another. Mm -hmm. And we really take that seriously and say, I want everybody who we're studying with and teaching and doing stuff. Brandon's an amazing counselor. He would never make it in this world because he's honest. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. And he is going to tell you from a scriptural backing what he feels, you know, based off of that. Brandon's an amazing counselor and he's right all the time. It's infuriating (laughs) because (laughs) he sees it as as it is and he'll tell you exactly what it is. Brandon's an amazing counselor and the amount of people he has helped I mean, it is incredibly, the numbers are, speak for themselves. And so Brandon's a great counselor. People should be able to go to him and to talk with him because he's great at it. He just, he, he really genuinely is great at it. Um, why aren't, I want us to be able to truly offer that. Every person who we get involved with through any of this, I want to know your phone number. I want to know your address. I want to know when you're struggling. I want to know when you're stressed out and you don't know how you're paying your rent next week. I want to know those things because I want to be connecting with you. I want to pray about it. I want to pray that God will provide us the money that's needed for your bills so that way when it comes in, we can get it to you and make sure that that's paid and taken care of because God is good and he will take care of us quite literally, just like he says he will. I want to send you cards. Yeah, I want to know when you have a new baby. I definitely want to interject when you to answer too on this though. The direction of things are going is obviously our story has worked only because God and then the people that have been involved in our lives along mm-hmm. this whole path. So that's what we want to give back, and that's what we want all of this to be about. Is that um, we wouldn't have made it without God and the people that He set in our path, in our yeah. way. And we wouldn't be here. So giving back to that and encouraging people along that path um, and hopefully being able to be in that position to be able to help the people like we were helped um, is our number one. I know Heidi and I have both talked about it before. We're like, oh, my gosh, like you just that's what got me thinking about it. What you said, I want to know when your rent is due because I want to pay your rent. I want to I want to be able to be in that position to to be able to do that for somebody that's struggling like that. And obviously putting together this ministry, hopefully we'll be able to put together that platform because that's one of my big things. Um, I because know that's our yeah, story. I, I know when I was, <laughs> when I was little, when I was a kid, you know, I mean, I, there was times that I'm like, you know, when we couldn't pay bills and I was like, man, I wish somebody was just like really nice enough just to come along being a little kid thinking like, man, I wish somebody would just pay our bills for us. But yeah, like, I don't know why yeah. I thought, because that but would make like, the world so much better. <clears throat> Mom would be happy. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I think that that's that's part of the platform that we want to be able to build up in, in this ministry is being able to do that. Well, but you to look give at that the back early Acts Church, and they talk about exactly, the body exactly. Yeah, believers. Exactly, nobody was in need. Yeah, nobody was. We were all working together not, to they, make sure we're all good. Yeah, I mean, they were constantly co- collecting offerings. They had a food program already going on, you know, so... That's exactly Because if the I'm loving my things. neighbor as myself, then I don't want to sit here having all of my stuff awesome while my neighbor's 
stressing out and freaking out trying to keep their power on and for me i love going out to eat in restaurants that's just i've always been like that ever since i was little my mom always made a big deal about it my grandparents did too so i think it was something that was just kind of instilled in me okay but i found a huge ministry and just in waitresses and you the amount of stories and different and waiters too but i mean most of the time you go out to yeah for me that's you know whatever it's it's usually we always have a waitress i don't know why but um, but you start talking but you start talking to them and they just have sometimes it's just the most amazing stories and then because we have kids you know you don't look like a creep so they'll open up and they'll talk about their kids and their lives and different things like that um and you just end up these just amazing stories and a lot of times they're just either they're single parents that are struggling that are working like six jobs you know or whatever and and so there's a huge ministry in that and like being able to go out and eat and to minister to people like that lose leaving like those ridiculous tips and being able to that would that's like it's a weird ministry to go at but i think there there is one there so i hesitate Um, to say it just in the sense of i don't mean to say this in any form to look at what we did because that's not the purpose but this this whole ministry in going out to eat is something we've always done and really enjoyed mm-hmm. in so many ways. I mean, you know, like we literally forge close friendships with the people where we go out to eat. Well, that's because you guys find a place and you're like, this is our place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. will go there religiously. Yeah. Sit in the same booth, talk to the same, same people, waitress, do the same thing. Same, yeah. We, one place that we went... That's just always been a thing, that's though. Just, we've always done that. I don't know why, but we... But it is such a ministry, but there was one one time specifically... We turned it so, into a ministry. It didn't yeah. used to be one. Well, one thing that Forgive is, me. <laughs> that has turned Other waitresses. Out, so this is just so clear in my mind, but we were eating out one night at an Applebee's, of course. Yeah, I don't and, know what um, you're talking about. Yeah. And this gal, she was talking, she was so sweet, and, you know, again, just with all the kids, and she's talking about her kids, she's a single mom doing all these things, and just, you know, you, you just kind of talk about the struggles of life, right, when you're hanging out and talking, whatever. And so um, we were busy with our weddings. I, I always get tipped big, you know, weddings, and I always make sure to give that money away. You know, we always do that. So when we left, we left her. I mean, our tips are usually more than the bill amount, is usually, you know, what we... We just leave whatever we can. It's not that there's a set thing. We just leave whatever we can. And, you know, she said goodbye, and we left everything. You know, you just leave the tip on the table. We left it, and we almost got to the car when she came running out of the building. She goes, excuse me, wait, wait. She goes, you guys left. There's, like, something wrong. You guys left. Yeah, she's like, you guys left all this on the table. And she had been talking something about she had, like, a bill coming up. No, she didn't say anything before. It was after. That's That's what the big deal was. I don't know. We had left her, like, 60 or 80 bucks. I don't remember. I don't remember, but we just left it, and she came running out and was like, oh, my gosh, you guys. And we're like, no, sweetie, that's yours. Like, thank you so much. You were fantastic. Thank you for treating us to such a nice evening. Um, and she started crying. Yeah, like bawling, and she came up and gave me a big hug. Yeah, she I was, was like, like, can I just hug you guys? She had a bill coming due. It was her electric bill. Her electric bill. Yeah, it was her electric bill. Yeah, her electric bill was getting was, shut off. She was stressed out and just trying to make enough in and do all this, and she's gone from her daughter all day. Her daughter's with her mom so that she can work these shifts and do all of this stuff, and she you know, misses her kid and all of these things. And that was the first time that we were able to be like, God did this for you, sweetie. We didn't do this. Yeah. This was... And she, I mean, she hugged us and was crying, and it was just the most... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, was God, cute. if anything, give me 20 bucks so we can go get a two for 20 at Applebee's, but give me 80 extra bucks so that I can leave it for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just such a, 
to have that, and I can picture her. But like, like we, I can spot we, her we in that, just doing that, finding that is just obviously, yeah, always in our luck. But no matter what restaurant we go to, it we always, every, every time, time we go, time to, we go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. it's always something. So it's almost like I feel like these things are being brought to me yeah. at this point, you know, because it's it's literally every time. every time, and in every in different states, we've been traveling. Yeah, different yeah, states we've had it in Florida. And it happens to us every time we go out. Yeah, we. Like, we met a girl in Florida that actually wasn't she from she was from back home back yeah, home yeah. from Yucca. Yeah, we're out in the yeah. Nobody's from out there. in the middle out in the middle of nowhere, Florida. We're driving <laughs> randomly, run into this How waitress crazy. from from back home. It's probably military to military. Yeah, probably. I but don't remember what her she remember. We asked her, and I don't remember what her story was. But anyway, you know, just doing things like that. So if we if if that's what God wants us to do. I think that would be really cool. But again, we're remembering to hold everything with open hands. So if God says, nope, that's not what I want for you. I want this instead. Then, okay, I will happily give up whatever I think is a good idea to do what you're telling me is a good idea. So I think that's... I'm fully submissive to, to what him. I'm just... I Yeah, I'm just along for the ride at this point now. I'm listening. So keep telling Brandon how much you want him to do these things. I'm working on it. <laughs> Well, I think that concludes, I mean, everywhere that I wanted to go. I feel like we've been through an emotional ringer from video podcast one to (laughs) podcast three. Like, yeah, appreciate you. Thanks for coming (laughs) over. (laughs) Stirring up all our old, horrible things. I would like to remind everybody listening to this that in the first interview, Heidi admits to kidnapping me for this. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Fair point. (laughs) No, but it, it's been it's been fun, and it's been really cool to kind of like intentionally go over this wild ride from the yeah. beginning mm-hmm. up to now. And I'm sure I know for a fact that there's like a hundred other things and a hundred other sure, stories you guys yeah. could have told. Um, but for whatever reason, God decided that these were the ones that that needed to be heard right now. So and we do um, want to write a book that is in our that's in our our plans. Yeah, until we started doing these interviews with Alexis. I'm like, gosh, maybe that was enough. No, but I feel like our story, the more we do this, it's a story that's everything and nothing about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it really is so cool how, you know, God brings all of that together. And, it's, I, and I feel like there's a lot of people um, that we know yeah. that their lives are, are in that, that same way. Oh, there yeah. are things that have happened that have been so oh, crazy sure. cool and so yeah. just beyond anything any explanation other than god did it um and so i think hey that would be interesting to like interview like some of those people yeah had, <laughs> had you know just because i think it's a really cool thing i think it's really uplifting and encouraging for people so remember we should ask alexis questions or <laughs> <laughs> should come up with alexis my life's not that interesting guys <laughs> yeah, no, there's some some cool stuff that God's done, but if anything, I hope that this is an encouragement to other people to take a step back from their own lives and to look at it and evaluate it and say, you know what, like, you really can see God really stepped up here. Sure, you guys have this crazy story. I mean, there are definitely things that you've talked about where it's like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that that would have worked out at all on paper, and God just made it happen mm-hmm. miraculously. Um, but what's so cool about it is that it's like you guys are just normal people and again everything and nothing about you guys yep. you know it's it's and it's 
you weren't always totally surrendered to what God had for you, and he did it anyway. Um, So I think I I just want to encourage people to take a step back, look at your own life, look at the lives of those around you, and start trying to pinpoint those things where you're like, I know that's God, because he paints himself everywhere. It is all over the place. It is so apparent when you start looking. I know I feel super blessed every day when I'm able to stand back and, you know, when I'm super stressed out to be able to step back and say, okay, but God did that for you today. Mm -hmm. And he did that. And sometimes it's as small as I lost all of the sponges in my kitchen and can't (laughs) wash my dishes, but oh my gosh, the package has been literally right in front of my face the whole time and I suspect that God just poofed it there to be completely honest with you um you know it's just so cool when you when you have those moments and you have those days and you get in the habit of looking for him and everything yep um he will show up he loves to show up in those big ways in those small ways because those to me are even cooler the small ones that Mm -hmm. he even just deigns to Acknowledge that that stupid idiotic thing was causing you stress, and he's gonna fix Take it care for it. you. So I'm just so fortunate that I I'm able now to do what I do because I just I feel like I have that the 24/7 connection now yes. where I just I, I I don't take a day off. Like I have learned to be consistent in prayer, and that's just. It's well, it started with now. seminary, and even Brandon ended up dropping out of seminary. I know we got to wrap this up. Brandon even dropped out of seminary because he was like, I'm not trying to just do this to get a title. Like, that's not my purpose here. So he didn't want to cheapen it. But Brandon is down in his office studying his Bibles, listening to sermons, doing all of this every single day. He, he, does, he has not taken a day off in years now. He does it every single day. Yeah, no, this is my full-time job. But you do it more than a full-time job. And so he has really made me step up my game because maybe I'm like excited over, or I would be excited over a TV show or something and be like, hey, then I'd start be like, I know you don't care, but let me just tell you. And he's like, why do you care about that? I'm like, do you have to be Mr. Preacher 24 like, I'm like, sorry. I, I know can't you're help correct it. in what you're saying, but dang And this it. is before, and I and we'll wrap this up on this, but this is going a little ways back. This was when I decided to step away from our company completely and not do yeah. weddings anymore. And then I did this, though. I was like, well, now this gives me a full 100% being able to dedicate myself into being this. Not everybody gets this opportunity, right? To like get to be this monk and still be able yeah. to do it, you know? <laughs> um, and I did. And it, and it, you and are. It, and You're it, like a monk. Yeah. And, and now it's kind of, it's just kind of continued on. Uh, but, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You make me so having you been able to have that and the business in place and having you being able to do that and me going through this was definitely a big help too. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, God. God. No, it's been awesome. Thank you for coming and stirring up all of our old horrible past and making us. But again, they do love me, you guys. In in making anybody that knows either of us at any point of our lives snicker at some point if they listen to this. But it just makes God that much cooler. So, works for me. Yep.